think Vince McMahon voted for? Donald oh, I Trump. wonder. <laughs> Donald Trump. <laughs> that's, uh, that's pretty cool. Bernie Sanders, right in. Sure. Hey, yeah. When I see Bernie Sanders <laughs> fucking do a backflip off the turnbuckle and pin Robocop, then I'll know that he's ready to be president. <laughs> yeah. Well, isn't he going to be in the next um, Soul Caliber? Bernie Sanders. <laughs> yeah. Bernie Sanders. Oh, he's shit. He's going to fight Yoda. It's not fair that one percent gets ninety nine percent of the uh, soul edge sword. If, if he's if you have ninety nine percent health, he can take he can take all your health and, and then redistribute it to himself. <laughs> Dude, the last time that I played Soul Caliber, I did custom like did, made a custom yeah. creation, and just for shits and giggles, I made Danzig. Uh, nice. Of course you did. Well, here's here's the greatest thing about my Danzig was that he was so goddamn short that anybody's regular uh, oh, horizontal yeah. attack would <laughs> literally go over his fucking head. It's it's the odd job maneuver. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was just like playing Valdo and like uh, treating it like I was like challenging somebody's views on the world, you know? Oh yeah, Valdo's <laughs> constantly challenging everyone. He's just like, does this freak you out, man? Yeah, yeah. I tell Jerry's a big Soul Caliber guy. Really? I, I think I played it on an arcade cabinet a couple of times. More of a dead or alive man. Like oh, the physics. You want to see them titties bouncing dead or alive. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Only played it at the, the uh, I wanted to say dodgeball. <laughs> <Yeah>. Volleyball. Oh, <laughs> oh really God, that's right. I, I forgot there was a DOA volleyball. <laughs> I had a friend yeah. who had the first one. It was great. It got kind of <laughs> hard. Like, you'd play it, and I'd be like, the girls keep beating me, and you could dress them up however you like. Right. Yeah, he's talking specifically about his penis. Ah, <laughs> uh, okay. <Jenny> goes, ew. <laughs> hey, everybody, welcome to uh, History Boys. I am Tyler Armantrout. I'm a history boy. I am Chris Whedon, just regular old history boy. Uh, Zach Mech, a bit of a hungover history boy, uh, nice. but a history boy nonetheless. And I'm Jerry Nash, also a history boy. Yeah, how, how come this looks like a liquor that we're about to talk about? I'm feeling <laughs> nauseous just staring at this. Today we're talking about Nikolai Ceausescu. It's a great vodka. And, yeah, it, it's no. I feel like I, it's not a vodka. It's what you float on top of the cocktail. Yeah, right. yeah. A, yeah. Uh, it, it's not one of those blue sh- syrupy shits, right? Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. Uh, like like triple sec or uh, like Curacao or yeah. I see. I thought it sounded like a. Uh, like a, a really rich white lady's little dog. Oh, yeah. Oh. So Nikolai Ceausescu was the authoritarian, communist, nationalistic dictator of Romania who ruled with an iron fist for 25 years from 1967 to 1989. Your birthday. Sounds like a bit of a pud. <laughs> My birthday is, is the whole year. Birth year. <laughs> Birth year. Yeah. He was like, you know what would make this summer of love even better? If I ran things with an iron fist for the next 20 years. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was Mr. Bungle that said, love is a fist. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Under his tyranny, Romania suffered a failing economy, a humanitarian crisis, and a paranoid, starving, poor populace. And like many dictators, he surrounded himself with syncophants and relished in building a cult of personality. But the way Ted Koppel described it in 1990 kind of summed it up. Quote, Ceausescu's Romania was a madhouse where the lunatics were running the asylum and the inmates were punished for their sanity. So th- this 
this doesn't sound familiar at all. Right? Why are we doing this again? <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. We're highlighting um, how Ted Koppel's part of uh, uh, the lying fake news uh, leftist media. Yeah. More yeah. like Ted Cabal. I was yeah. about to say. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Does all of you want to say that? <laughs> I just slid it in there. Oh, that was perfect. The alley-oop. <laughs> now, Nikolai Ceausescu was born on January 26th, 1918, in the small town of Skorneshesti, Romania, to a family of modest shepherds, one of nine children. It's too many. It's a lot of kids. A lot of, lot of fucking was he whining. was he right was he smack dab in the middle or was he on one of the ends was he oh he was right smack in the middle uh, okay ah a forgotten yeah. child yeah he had that middle middle child syndrome for sure mm. children are the opposite of bread the ones on the end are the best ones and the ones in the middle are the ones that you care the least about <laughs> his father Andrucia, a tailor was fanatically religious and he was a massive alcoholic. And it's reported that he beat his wife and children for anything, any old thing. Can I counter that with, we don't know what those, what his wife and kids were doing to piss him off so much. <laughs> yes. That's fucked up. They could have been talking shit. <laughs> and I mean, they were bullying out, him and he was just fighting back. He's outnumbered 10 to 1. <laughs> <laughs> he had to really, like, learn to know those combo moves, you know? Oh, and right. not to mention the endurance to work his way through all those kids. And his wife. <laughs> have a, kids have a lot of energy. They don't hit hard, but once you got ten of them on top of you, trying to take you down. Oh. Well, if you're gonna have then a family, it looks impressive. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's what I mean. You got to start your family when you're younger, so you have the energy to abuse all those kids. Yeah. I mean, I couldn't imagine if I was having if I was on kid ten now at 36 years old. Come on, man. I'm not gonna. How you gonna keep up with that? You know. <laughs> well, keep in mind too at. At that time in Romania, life was battle toads hard. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, of course, like beating that your is kids true. is going to be battle toads tough. Oh yeah. yeah. And that's well, actually a great analogy because the more of them on your side, the harder it is because you all have the same number of lives. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like all they had was like one sheep for like milk, and oh, who gets to and, suck like, the sheep wool? today? <laughs> How do you think milking works, Chris? I'm saying they didn't have time. Not, you go straight to the source. You know they thought that too. They're like, Fuck. Nikolai's out there and he's already sucked the sheep, sheep dry. I'm gonna feed his ass. Well, not to mention, like, I mean, like, who's going to do all those dishes? You're going to milk the sheep and pour it into ten glasses that are just going to be smashed over the kids' heads by the end of the day anyway? Just yeah. take, wheeze the juice, man. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Nah. I agree. It was even said that Andrucha was so drunk when Nikolai was born that he forgot that he already had a son named Nikolai and named uh, him that. Nikolai. <laughs> That's fantastic. That's not... I got nothing funny to say about that. That is in itself That's tragically hilarious. Yes. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> he's like, but father, I'm already Nicola. And he's like... <laughs> sure grow up fast. Yeah. <laughs> How long was I asleep for? <laughs> yeah. It's like, what day is it? 
The bar, it would turn out, was across the street from their home. And Andruccio would go drink, he would run up a giant tab, and then wait for the barkeeper, uh, you know, the barkeep to leave so he could break in and then destroy his tab. <laughs> this guy is, this is a something fucking he actually genius. Did. This guy's a genius. This is awesome. Did, <laughs> did he only destroy his tab? I think he destroyed all the tabs to okay. his... I guess to so his a bit of a Robin Hood style I, character. Yeah, <laughs> I think right, we should I'm do a story him. about him. <laughs> so he was chaotic, uh, uh, chaotic good. Yeah, chaotic good. Uh, well, right, no, he As was. Are most people who beat their children. Yeah, he beat the yes. fuck out of his wife and children. He was not a good person by any stretch of the imagination. Well, I mean, when you're that fucking drunk every day, you're gonna be a whirling dervish of fucking mean. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I'm a mean drunk. I think I'm a pretty nice drunk. Do you get Nikolai's fucking dad drunk, though, every yeah. goddamn day? No. You would okay. if you had ten kids. You oh, exactly. I would exactly. That's true. That's a good point. I would be angry if I had That's ten kids. one more than he had. I fucked it up. <laughs> <laughs> Wrap it up, man. Wrap it up. So as a young boy, Nikolai was regarded as a very bright boy, although... He was a bit of a loner. He hung out with himself. He didn't really have friends. But he was really smart. He's a bit of a history boy. <laughs> I'm just kidding. None of us are smart. <laughs> Some who knew him even said later that they weren't sure if he even had any friends ever throughout his entire life. No, like Donald That's Trump. That's fucking sad. Yeah. <laughs> Did he listen to music? Probably not. Oh, no. God. Like Donald uh, Trump. Yeah. <laughs> uh, when he was only 11, Nikolai ran away from home to Bucharest to live with his older sister, Nikulina, I believe is how it's pronounced. I'll give it to you. Um, uh, there he became a cobbler's apprentice. Oh, my God. Uh, although like he seems like he totally sucked at it. <laughs> or he could just never master it. Being a cobbler's apprentice... I feel like that's a profession for that time and that place. Yeah. <laughs> Unless you're Daniel Day-Lewis. <laughs> I, th I think uh, being a cobbler was, was an honest trade back then. Yeah, it was a little yeah. too honest. That's my problem with it. Just <laughs> being a hardworking person with hands be that a look fence like... or something. Something cool. A fencer or a fence? Fence. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah okay. Fences are cool. Fencers. <laughs> Fences are cool. Out of context, you're like, that's not that cool. <laughs> Chain link? What? The cobbler, however, was a member of the illegal Communist Party. Cool. That's passed on such dogma to the impressionable Nikolai. Uh, Nikolai became a member of the Romanian Communist Youth Movement, and he was arrested several times. Oh, he's Bernie Sanders. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> uh, once he was arrested for street fighting during a demonstration and another for distributing communist material, like like flyers and pamphlets. And stuff. That's how you get a tear gas canister to the face. Yeah, yeah I know, right? True. The, yeah. the materials were just pictures of naked women with their genitals covered up by, by hammers and sickles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would read communist. that pamphlet. Yeah. Yeah. They, they charged him with being a dangerous communist agitator, and they tossed him in prison for two years with and added six months for contempt of court, or, what it more likely was, was making obscene gestures 
to the judge. <laughs> Showed him his ass. <laughs> yeah. uh, which is kind of dope. Yeah. I know where this is going, but right now this guy sounds badass. I know, I know. Yeah. I they agree. I know I'm not going to like him later. Yeah, I know. They all, like, there's a lot of people that start kind of kind of cool and then end... Most of these stories you tell us, we're like, this guy sounds rad, and you're just like, yeah, yeah just wait till he kills a bunch of native people. And you're like, God damn it. Jerry, why, God do you, damn it. why do you have to set us up like this? Like, we look like fools. You, uh, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta know all of history, not just cherry-picked parts of it. I think we, I think we, I think the looking like fools thing is something we do on our own pretty good. Yeah, you're absolutely right. <laughs> So young Nikolai went to a prison called Doftana, which was regarded as kind of the Romanian Bastille, where the treatment of prisoners was so harsh that he developed a lifelong stammer that he would try to hide or cover up for the rest of his life. Not to mention a lifelong hatred of gulags. Um. <laughs> it wasn't quite a gulag. Again, this is Romania. It's a okay. little different. Was it more of an obliette? Uh, no, uh, because people still got out. Okay. Uh, obliettes, like the Bastille was like a big obliette, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Uh, this was on par with that, uh, but people still got out. It, Romania at this time was still a monarchy. Okay. So keep that in mind. Well, and you want to give them just enough hope so when you crush it, yeah. you, know, you know you got it. Yeah. You know? <laughs> And he, he went there all the time. He went there several times. <laughs> so there, it was at this prison that he met his friend and future communist dictator of Romania, Gheorghe Gheorghudej. Hmm. That's which a is, fucking mouthful. I practiced and practiced, and I think I nailed it, but we'll I, see. Uh, I was going to accuse you of practicing that. <laughs> yeah, I practiced <laughs> that And he one. just straight out admitted it. Yeah. And uh, Gheorghudej helped instill the already strong communist ideals uh, into Nikolai. You know, he really kind of, like, schooled him and taught him about all of the communist ideals. He cut, cut all the fingers off his gloves uh, for him. <laughs> At least the first pair. Carrying around a boombox, talked about uh, how nobody gets private uh, property. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's like, he's like, there's that, and then here's your newsy hat. You got to share it with like five other guys. I'm gonna cut all the fingers <laughs> off your gloves. Teach you how to make a Molotov cocktail. <laughs> yeah. It's not as delicious as it sounds. <laughs> During a brief period outside of prison, 21-year-old Nikolai met a semi-literate woman named Elena Petrescu at a dance. At this point. Women being semi-literate, was that above? Well, like, on the literate, more literate end as far as women were, or? Uh, it, it kind of depended on your upbringing, like mm. whether or not you were born poor or I guess what I'm asking the is, they, did they actively try to keep women from learning to read, or is it just that she was poor, or uh, if, they, if people were poor, or? I mean, they, they discouraged women from doing anything outside of the home. Yeah. Although she she quit school after a like rudimentary el elementary school education, okay. uh, to go to go work in a textile factory actually. Okay, so so they're both Billy Joel in this scenario. <laughs> <laughs> neither of them neither of them are uptown girls. They're Brenda and Eddie. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> 
And yeah, people said like of Nikolai, like as a young young man, that he uh, he was definitely a country country boy through and yeah. through. You know. Okay. Uh, a bumpkin. Yeah. Yeah, Lena also, she came from a poor family, uh, and she liked the fact that Nikolai was pretty well-connected in, like, the new growing, like, communist movement, and she kind of saw a glimmer of upward mobility in him. Oh, yeah, she's and, moving on up. Yeah. <laughs> she she glommed on to him after that. Uh, he told her, though, as they danced that night, that uh, one day he would make her queen of Romania. And yeah. uh, Elaine... Elena was the only woman he was ever romantically involved with, ever. Oh, you know, well, he, 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 he originally said that just so that he can get into her pants later on that night. <laughs> and he's like, well, now I gotta do it, because you're not supposed to lie to a woman. Yeah. <laughs> well, and specifically, he said, I will teach you how to read if you teach me how to love. And, um... <laughs> and she took him up on that offer, by the sound of things. I smell yeah. montage in there. Yeah. Yeah. Now, Romania's history is long, and it's rich, and it's extremely complicated and confusing. It's absolutely fascinating, but I, I don't have time to kind of go into all the minutiae, so bear with me for a second as I kind of walk you through this, just so you know where Romania's at and what kind of world Nicolae Ceausescu is walking into. So now, as World War I dawns, Romania was neutral for the first two years of the First World War. But then they, they entered on the Allied side of the powers, uh, although they were surrounded by the, the central powers, you know, Germany, Austria, Hungary, and then they were occupied by those central powers. Now, Romania has a lot of oil, and for a long time, it doesn't matter which side you were on, Everyone fought over Romania's oil. All, all, all of this is, is totally a story for a different day, but Romania during the 30s and the lead up to, the world, to World War II is extremely complex. All I want to convey here is that before the war, they had a monarch that abdicated his crown. An SS stooge or plant took it over for a while, and they lived under a military dictatorship, it was basically a Nazi government, and Romania was on the side of the Axis powers because of their oil. Also, because of their oil, Romania was bombed relentlessly by the Allied powers. The Romanian people, though, rose up and deposed their Nazi leader and switched sides and fought against the Axis powers with the Soviets, who are now showing up in Romania. So, th wow. that, that? that sounds absolutely nothing like Afghanistan and, yeah. and Russia. I feel like you just uh, told us right? a four-part episode right then. Yes, yes, exactly, <laughs> yes. Uh, again, it's all insanely fascinating, and again, story for a different day, but you should understand kind of what's going on. Yeah, right. so, uh, I mean, they're... they're covered in oil, and everybody's got a paper towel wants <laughs> to blot it off, and, uh, yeah. you know... Mm -hmm. Things shake out in kind of a flipsy-dipsy way. Got it. All right. Yes. Yep. <laughs> to the people in Romania, being pretty much occupied by the Nazis didn't sit well domestically. So a lot of people flocked to the communist cause. And one of their strongest leaders by this point was Gheorghe Gheorghe Desh. 
Now, Nikolai had become one of Deja's enforcers, violently advocating among party leaders for his ascension to power and forcing people to go and actively participate in Deja's... Uh, he had these self-criticism sessions, and you would have to go and you would act, have, have to participate in these sessions. Oh, like what does entail? <laughs> You'd be like, well, here's how you could improve, you know? Mm-hmm. Okay. It's like the road, you know, the road paved to hell is kind of in good intentions. intentions yes. yeah. yeah, and then they're like, oh, because you told me all these things you need to work on, now I know everything that's wrong with you and that you're embarrassed about. I'm going to leverage that to use it against you on <laughs> oh your God. birthday. And, uh, you know... <laughs> So, yeah, they were like proto-Scientologists in that sort of regard. Yeah. I think that um, kind of manipulation has been around for a long time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, you're, you're absolutely right. But uh, you said that uh, Nikolai became an enforcer and, and mm -hmm. was very violent. Um, yeah, I, to like force I, people to go and participate. I'm, I'm going out on a limb here and say that uh, a lot of that violent tendency... Uh, he uh, he learned that from his father, and and he excelled at that because Probably. he had a grandmaster to teach him. Yeah, and yeah, he was a fighter. He was like a street tough, you know. Again, he was arrested for street fighting. Right. You know. Well, I knew all those combo moves from uh, dodging his father all those times. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Quarter circle back to do a hurricane kick, baby. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so when the Soviets did come into Romania. The newly emboldened Communist Party was there to welcome them. Gheorghe Gheorghedesh became the first communist leader of Romania, and Nicolae Ceausescu became one of his fiercest lieutenants. Now, Nicolae admonished the junior members of the Romanian Communist Party, and at the same time sucked up to the senior members as well. What an ass kiss. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> It's like yeah. it's like that Mac line. It's like you see, I'm playing both sides. So no matter who <laughs> yeah. wins, I'm coming out on top. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I feel like he's. Wouldn't it be? He, wouldn't he be kind of buttering the juniors and the seniors' bread if that's what he was doing? Instead, he's just being a dick to the people beneath him and and kissing ass to the people yeah. above him. I feel like he's he's literally like burning the ground behind him. Well, if you'd seen that episode. Oh yeah, <laughs> and I know you have. Mac, uh, it doesn't work for him either. <laughs> <laughs> no, N Nikolai's issue here is that uh, it, it dawned upon him that he has become a middle manager. Mm. Um, that is the well, definition of middle management. Yes. <laughs> well, that's like that's like uh, the way all Soviet, you know, all all of Soviet Russia and all Soviet. Uh, satellite states kind of worked. Everybody was kind of a middle manager. Yeah, in Soviet <laughs> Russia, shit rolls downhill. There's no joke. There's no joke there. In the middle just, of the hill. It's like it a Sisyphus situation about which direction shit is rolling. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. He would go on to uh, serve in several important positions in the party. You know, he was, he was head of the military for a while. He was head of agriculture. But Nikolai's ambitious nature wasn't lost on Dej either, who thought that maybe it may have been a misstep to keep this Nikolai in the fold. Like, he saw, he saw the fact that he was using people to get a leg up, you know, and that's what he was doing. 
He was using people to yeah. climb the social ladder. I mean, as long as he's, like, using them all the same, isn't he still being a communist? See, I feel uh, like he really shouldn't have raised capitalism, because I feel like they, they love <laughs> you if you do that. Yeah, they'd right. be like, this guy's a go-getter. You're like, I took advantage of everybody, I didn't pay taxes. Uh, yeah. He really pulled himself by his bootstraps. I, that threw, one. I also have a rich daddy. Yeah. yeah. Capitalism. <laughs> yeah, because that, that's the one thing you need that Nikolai's missing. So when Dej died of lung cancer on March 19th, 1965, Nikolai had maneuvered himself to be near the top of the heap of who would be his successor. But due to infighting among the party, Ceausescu was elected as a compromise <laughs> on March 22nd, 1965, just three days after Dej's death. I feel How like there's a long story there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> How many people died in that compromise? <laughs> uh, honestly, probably not anybody until Ceausescu took power. Yeah. Okay. You know? It's one of those situations where, like, we're in now where it's like, they could be like, hey, you know what? Why don't we not elect Trump or Biden and we just get this yeah. next fucking asshole? We get somebody else. We do a do over. Yeah. Yeah. That's what like, we need is a do over. Yeah. <laughs> The last, the last thing all those guys would hear after the election was, I'm glad you guys were able to see things my way. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, well, thank you, sir. Wait, wait a second. No! <laughs> right. Well, well, at first, Ceausescu was popular cool. among everybody, including the Romanian people. He had a nationalistic bend to him, and one that was really welcomed by the Romanian people. And, and it's not difficult to see why. You know, I mean, think about it. They had a monarch. They didn't have a monarch. Then they had a, another monarch. Then they had an SS officer in a military dictatorship. Then, a you know, a different monarch. Then, a, you know, all of these things. You had the Soviets from this side. You had the West from this side. Both sides have kicked your ass at some point in this yeah. whole scenario. You know, you don't really like anybody, you know. Yeah. You, you date an older guy, then you date a bad boy. He is too much of a bad boy. Then you find this cool new bad boy. He's got fingerless gloves. He's he's into communism. And uh, he's going to teach you how to read. You know what I mean? So, And I know you told yourself as Romania that you're not ready for another relationship just yet. But you decided to give him a chance because he's persistent. They, they, they welcomed that nationalistic bent. Like, maybe let's take care of Romania for a change. You know. Romania first. Make yeah, Romania make great again. Yep. Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> <laughs> so the name of the party was now changed from the Romanian Workers' Party to the Communist Party of Romania. There you which go. Is great. And it was declared a socialist republic instead of the People's Republic. Now, what this was doing, this doesn't sound like it's any difference. And there really isn't. All it's doing is separating Romania from Soviet Russia, mm -hmm. saying we are, we might be a satellite country of so, uh, Soviet Russia, but we are not them, right? We are independent. We are our own country. We got our own thing going on. Yeah. Right. Right. We, we got our own comedian, and he's like, in socialist Romania, a car drives you, and they're like, see, he's a completely different guy. <laughs> <laughs> 
And of course, Ceausescu also consolidated power and made himself the sole head of the state. Oh, that's a good, that's a solid move. That's, yeah. uh, if you can do it, I suggest doing it as a leader. <laughs> yeah, what if you want to be wrong? a dictator, that's for sure. Nobody's going to target you specifically when there's a, a bit of a uh, social outrage. <laughs> Like most dictators, though, his rule of Romania consisted of less-than-savory policies. Oh, wild. Ceausescu eased the Soviet restrictions on the press in Romania, outwardly defying their authority. But what it actually was, though, was a replacement of Soviet propaganda with his own brand of nationalistic propaganda. Yeah. <laughs> oh, cool. It's like that uh, line in Futurama where it's like, the tyranny of the old king is gone. Let a, no a whole new wave of tyranny yeah. Yeah, come to the land. Exactly. <laughs> right. It's the pharaoh like, one, when he be Bender becomes yeah. a pharaoh. He's like, get all, get all the posters, get all the posters, cross out communism, put me. Yeah. And, and we're good. Can I also have a gold toilet? Oh, and he did. He had a whole gold room, too. Nice. Ah. And I am talking about Ceausescu right now. <laughs> Not someone else. Did he? Did he at least tell people that he had a regular bathroom? He's like, I, I'm just the same as you guys. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Uh, Maybe the chemical composition is slightly different. Yeah. You know. <laughs> Do we know if Ceausescu enjoyed golden showers? Uh, of course he did. Did he have well, a golden shower? Well, there there were actually rumors that Nikolai may have been a homosexual. That doesn't a, that doesn't answer <laughs> no. whether or not he had, he got a golden shower. No, um, I'm just no, I'm just saying that you know, one woman his whole life. I don't buy it. Well, mm. zero women his whole life. It you made me I mean? think. It made me think of like rumors that that went around about him. Sexual well, rumors. Yeah, exactly. You, like that you, he had an egg shaped penis. <laughs> <laughs> what does that even mean? I and, don't know. <laughs> and that he, and that he uh, raped a 13-year-old with Donald Trump. I'm just saying that he's the same thing as Jeffrey Epstein. <laughs> <laughs> so in 1966, to boost Romania's population, at least that's what he said, Ceausescu outlawed abortion and all forms of birth control. Does not sound familiar at all. We're gonna get those I numbers thought up. Get those you were going to say... That he had to do it with all the women to increase the population. <laughs> and I was like, oh, we're going a different way with this, like, sexual proclivities thing. But no. that's weird. Yeah. In propaganda, it was proclaimed that mothers who gave birth to at least ten children were called heroin mothers. And that more women should strive to achieve this status. I don't know if moms should be like Kurt Cobain. <laughs> He's like, one thing about me is I love kids. I love kids so much, I want to see nothing but kids. Turns out I have the same sense of humor as Eva Armentrout. <laughs> Turns out, uh, also would put a shotgun in my mouth if I had ten kids. Oh, yeah. It's because, like, everyone was leaving Romania. Yeah. You know? It sounds like it sucks. It's been devastating. Then, then it you sucked. Know? Sorry. He's Romanian like, listeners. He's, Dad thought he was badass abusing ten kids. I'm going to abuse all the kids in Romania. First, I'm just going to have them make more kids. Oh, yeah. you wait. You wait. Because that's what happened. It I'm going to beat this kid up. It shouldn't come as a surprise 
that homosexu homosexuality was also criminalized. Punishable for up to five years in prison. And he you know was definitely gay. <laughs> you, know <who> <laughs> yeah. you know who your cellmate was? Chichescu. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Divorce was also only was only granted by the government in rare circumstances. Yeah, and wife beating a shirt and it wasn't one of them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, the guy at, in the divorce court, would, the husband would have to be like, have you met my wife? And then he'd have to do a type five about how they don't get along. <laughs> and if he made the judges laugh, he, the, the, the divorce would be allowed. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Something like that. Yeah. Now, this caused a lot of unintended consequences, not surprisingly. But abandoned children were the biggest, and they filled these inhumane orphanages, causing a national humanitarian crisis. Uh, you, you've all seen pictures of the Romanian orphan orphanages, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Of, like, children tied to bed and in cribs for 13 years, never no, moved. No, I have not. Uh, it is one of the it's most tragic terrific. things you will ever see. <laughs> Fuck. Right off. It's yeah, the it, wallpaper on my phone. Jesus. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's it's, into it because he needs to stay focused. Yeah, you know? it, 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 uh, it makes me evils. realize how good I got it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and, but, and they weren't orphans. Like, their parents were still out and about. You know what I mean? Which is... They oh, just didn't want that many kids. Tragic. Yeah. Uh, they couldn't afford to pay for them. It's so like really weird, weird coincidence when you outlaw abortion and birth control that it causes a whole bunch of problems down the road, like you know, crime, abandoned children. It's weird, weird how that happens. Yeah, and right. a, a, a big humanitarian crisis. Yes, mm. the uh, Romani people were at best neglected by the Ceausescu re regime, forcing many Romani communities to live in abject poverty at the very bottom of the social uh, stratosphere. And they became, of course, focus for hate crimes extending still into the modern day. Like, these, a lot of this stuff hasn't totally gone away. The Romani, that's not the same as the, uh, the Romani gypsies, is yes, it? Yes, it is. It is, yeah. Yes, it is. It is, okay. And a gypsy, by the way, is an offensive term. And we're only using it to clarify who they are, but it's an offensive sure. term. Right, yeah. yeah. When um, you're using that term, that is the, the Romani people who we're talking about. Yes, the Romani people, yes. Sure, uh, I I thought that they had their own flag. I thought that they... They, they, that, they that, do. That uh, they also didn't really have a country because they were traveling nomads and they... You're, well, you're right, you're right, you're absolutely right. But the thing is that they live within the borders of real countries because as we know there isn't a place on earth that isn't yes. a country so they they do inhabit a lot of countries of the middle east and europe and you know uh india and whatnot and they do have their very own uh unique culture they have one of the oldest languages on planet earth although it's still unwritten um it's absolutely fascinating and yes, they they are always treated like shit mm -hmm. right. by everybody. Yeah, I, I, I was just confused because I thought uh, Romani was referring to uh, the I'm Romanian people. Ro to Romanian people, yeah, no. exactly. No, there is a big but, yeah. There's a difference. Yeah, yeah, yes. 
I, yeah. I, I see that now. I'm a dumbass. Yeah. No, no, it's okay. Uh, I, I suppose a clarification was good there. Now, if anyone spoke out against Ceausescu's regime, his secret police force, the Securitate, arrested them and set them and sent them to prisons and mental institutions. Uh, In institutionates. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, surveillance of the Romanian people didn't just extend to the public sphere, but also in the private homes of the citizens. Uh, like, they would leave, like, straight-up microphones and cameras inside people's houses. Huh. And, like, to this day, people still, like, even check under their pillow for microphones. Like, yeah. they're still... Through all of this, the Romanian people are still very much scarred by all of this. I wonder what it's like to have a running microphone in your, in your uh, home at all times. Hold on, I gotta check yeah. my phone. I gotta... Text yeah, message. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Google Home As here. a joke. Yeah. 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 Alexa. Uh, <laughs> Turn off microphones. Right. It is estimated that one in four people in Romania were at some point paid to be an informant and inform on their friends <sighs> and family and neighbors. If everybody's a spy, then who's, who's not a spy? Everyone's exactly. just spying on each other. Everyone knows what's going on. Yeah. I can't yeah, wait. Yeah. I, dude, guys, I would inform on you guys so fast. Oh. <laughs> it says on your LinkedIn, uh, you were a spy for the government. So you're one in four. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well and then there's those four. That, so that's one in four, right? So now we have three left over. The other two are the people that were beaten within an inch of their life for the information, mm -hmm. and then probably tossed in prison or executed. Yeah. And then there's that one that may not have said anything. So here's, w here's what it would be. I would be in the former. Tyler and uh, Zach were beaten and thrown in jail. Jerry, <laughs> I'll give it to you. <laughs> I don't know, man. You break enough of my fingers, I might tell you anything. <laughs> you know, even if it's not true. Realistically, <laughs> you know? I think the last person to squeal would be Zach, and that is a compliment. Thank yeah, you. that's probably true. That's probably true. <laughs> oh, I'd fold so fast. Just I don't know. Offer me. You have no idea what I have already told the government about you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what? Watch out for these guys because with their skill set. You're going to be paying out their welfare soon. Donald Trump thinks yeah. you guys are a lot more threatening than you actually are. Yeah, and, uh, right? I'm, I'm, when he gets reelected, I'm going to be looking pretty good, you know? Ah. Well, you'll be looking pretty good as long as you're standing next to him. <laughs> Most people do. Is that, is that punching down? Yeah, it He's is. He's the fucking president. You can't punch down. Have you seen the guy? Have you seen him? <laughs> yeah, listen to him. Still, though, in 1968, Ceausescu was still relatively popular. Ceausescu exerted Romanian independence by criticizing the Soviet invasion of Czechoslovakia, and he distanced himself uh, and, and Romania from the Soviet satellite countries of the Warsaw Pact. Do you guys know what the Warsaw Pact is? I do. Yeah. But no follow-up uh, questions, please. <laughs> if for those of the of you that don't know, the Warsaw Pact is uh, basically Soviet Russia's answer to NATO. Mm -hmm. 
So all these Soviet satellite states, it's like they're NATO. They're in the okay. mix. It's the Warsaw Pact. Mm-hmm. So they kind of, yeah, Romania kind of distanced themselves from that and Soviet Russia. And this made Ceausescu extremely popular in the West. Oh. Richard Nixon became ah, the first U.S. president to visit Romania because of Ceausescu's thumbing in his nose at Soviet Russia and almost signaling Nikolai and Elena to travel the rest of the world. And they, they were going to meet all the other prestigious uh, leaders of state like Queen Elizabeth, Chairman Mao, Kim Il-sung, Indira Gandhi, and so many others. All great Pretty names. much everybody. They're putting together a team. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, there was also Gerald Ford and Jimmy Carter, because, again, uh, he ruled for a very long time. The other right. team could have Gerald Ford. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I want Nixon. <laughs> it's a real suicide squad. They uh, attended the Olympics and other high-profile international events, and they really put Romania firmly on the world stage. And honestly, if it's one positive thing anyone can say about Ceausescu, is that that's what he did. Everybody saw Romania, everybody was paying attention to Romania, and they they were in view. People could see them. It's like Germany in the early 30s. <laughs> Germany was always a thing though. Yeah. You know. <laughs> it would be like it'd be like somebody, you know, from Estonia becoming b- becoming a this big world leader and everybody meeting him and everybody would know him. You know, where as for the last however many years we haven't even talked about Estonia. Right? I'm not yeah. saying it's a good or bad thing, I'm just saying Maybe we should. <laughs> I mean Estonia has that that island with all the dancing, right? Ibiza? Yeah. I thought that was in like Spain or something like that. I don't know. But uh but yeah. Like uh um, I, I thought that was like Israel. I I I don't exactly know what you're talking about. So There's a there's a rave island. There's just a ra- it's a constant rave island and it's called Ibiza. And uh, you always know that a DJ is an extra douchebag if he has a song and it says Ibiza mix. Um, island in the Mediterranean oh, Sea. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. that's nowhere near Romania. Yeah. Um, okay. I think the issue with with Romania is that they don't have they don't have like a signature dish that I can get behind. You know, that's that's the reason why I don't know much. You're like, oh, uh, I'm going to Romania. What's good? And they're like, oh, there's a pizza place down around the corner. You I'm know sure what I mean? If you like, heard well, a Romanian dish, he'd be yeah. like, oh, I'm aware of that. It's like Hungary's yeah. goulash. Yeah. If I it, asked no, you what was what is hungry got, you'd have nothing. But I say goulash, and you know it. Yeah. My, yeah. my parents my parents made up goulash, man. Don't fuck with me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, now, in the 1970s, Ceausescu began an ambitious building campaign to modernize Romanian industry by taking out these giant loans from his newfound friends in the West. Oh. Also doesn't sound familiar, right? Like opening up a line of credit with the Western banks and them being like, oh, We'll give you all the money you want if you're going to keep thumbing your nose at the Soviets. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, those guys I mean, in the West. I don't know about them. Yeah. Know? Yeah. Sounds like they take advantage of already bad situations. 
This just feels like money. Uh, me asking for for loans so that I can go to college to then get all the money uh, out out there in the world. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Now he he <laughs> he wanted to build oil refineries to compete on the world stage with the largest oil producing countries on the planet. But by the 1980s, when these oil refineries were finally finished, the price of oil had already tanked, and the refineries sat empty. Well, the market had already moved to cocaine by then, so (laughs) they're like... And action movies. Yeah, so Ceausescu was like, so do we have any cocaine in the ground? How do you make this stuff? (laughs) Well, it, it took them a long time to build these refineries, and yeah, when they were finally finally finished like there was a massive gas shortage you know again story for a different day sure a lot of people here uh lived through that uh my parents did that shows you how young my parents are how young i am you're Uh, a baby i'm 30 (laughs) to to chris's point i'd like to think that romania hard up for cash were like hey did rocky hear about the newest Bad guy boxer in town. Right, yeah. Ro- Romanian Jack. <laughs> he, he he hates the ideals of the West and is yeah. very handsome. But he's sort of <laughs> nice to the West. Yeah. <laughs> now, Ceausescu did have a good thing going uh, with the oil trade deal he made with the Shah of Iran. But, as we all know, the Shah of Iran was deposed, and that deal was over. So they couldn't even buy cheaper oil, move it in, and just refine it, and then sell it. They couldn't even do that. So these these things were almost useless. <laughs> yeah. Right. I, I mean... How much do you think they cost what, 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 to what, make? Once the Shah fell... Billions. Like, billions of dollars. Yeah. Well, once the Shah fell, like people who had uh, money in, in the fucking Iranian banks... Oh, never got to see that money ever again. Well, well, yeah, absolutely. And by the way, because there's all of these loans and he owes all of this money and all of his investments basically failed, that basically devalues the Roman currency by a lot. And you find yourself in a self-imposed uh, economic depression because of this. They're going to break I, your legs. <laughs> yeah. I just think it's funny with that like we need to get on the new hot thing and it's going to take yeah. 10 years for us to build this thing to get us on the new hot thing well i, I it was never a new hot thing because it was oil <laughs> yeah first off second off i i don't think they knew how long it was going to take to build you know what i mean and, yeah, and also it was like that happened. yeah oil anyway. took a fucking shit dive in that time yeah. It yeah. was the worst time to have new oil uh, refineries, yeah. really. It was <laughs> yeah, not a really. worst time. Yeah, it was the worst time. But after visiting all of those foreign dignitaries, in particular Mao's China and Kim Il-sung's North Korea, Ceausescu witnessed the power of their propaganda machines that built their cult, uh, cult of personalities. And Nikolai and Elena wanted in. So Ceausescu's propaganda reached every level of society. He put it everywhere. Uh, he would have wrinkles taken out of his photographs so he looked all youthful and clean. Uh, he wanted to only be filmed from the left side 
because of the blotchy skin on the right side of his face because he was a, an alcoholic. Uh, <laughs> like father, like son. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, he had himself and Elena clumsily pasted into photos from events that they did not attend. This is before uh, Photoshop. You yeah, know? <laughs> it, it is. And, and, and they, there's like video of like people actually taking the original photo that the people worked on. And there's literally like little pictures of them that they cut out with like a hobby knife and then glued on and then like put in a copier. Did he do Pepsi commercials? Because I feel like that would be yeah. what he used to do at the time. It's the 80s, man. Crystal Pepsi, yeah. new but it's, Coke. It's, it's way like everybody in the crowd's looking one way. And then there's like like Nikolai and Elena standing next to each other looking directly at the camera. Yeah. <laughs> it's so clear that, that they've been pasted there. Yeah. And Michael yeah. Jackson's with him for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> but he's like a like a kid, Michael Jackson. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and he's and he's proportionately larger than they are. <laughs> <laughs> so the, so their propaganda was was old timey uh, Newgrounds uh, flash videos. Is what yeah, I much, yeah. yeah only. Yeah, no, no computers. And it definitely didn't help that he had fo- he had wrinkles removed from photos that he was in, and then he had them put those wrinkles onto regular people's photos. Completely <laughs> 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 ripped. So you got a beautiful leader who's never who's always looking right at the camera, no matter where the angle is, and then all these wrinkly children. <laughs> these wrinkly ass children. Yeah, uh, orphanages children. full of just wrinkly Soviet children. Yeah. So his stammer was also edited out of film, filmed uh, appearances, uh, which was really frustrating for like people that worked at the news station and and like the offices. Like there, there's <laughs> like, interviews that exist that they're like, like just oh, edit out God. my stammer. Yeah, <laughs> just edit out. Can't do it, dude. Like, he, you he's... have to say it right at least once yeah. for me to edit it out. Otherwise, it sounds weird. He has a two-hour speech that after they get to it, he's just like, Hey, everyone, I'm Nikolai Ceausescu. Good night, everyone. <laughs> yeah, well, that's not no. far off, honestly. What's crazy to me, like, I made the joke that he was a, a, a proto-fucking uh, Flash video person from Newgrounds, and now he's also a, a proto-YouTube-fucking commentary guy with the jump cuts? <laughs> yep. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? He would have been a great influencer. Is right. what I'm trying to say. Well, that's kind of what he's doing. Only everybody must be influenced. You must be influenced by the party. Yeah, naturally. Yeah. Now, it was a big part of Romanian life to take part in these giant, choreographed, live performances during Ceausescu's reign. And it would take place in these newly built stadiums. And what you do is you you were <laughs> commanded by the party to you and all your coworkers would go out and then you would all learn a dance routine and then over a couple of months and then you would go to the stadium you'd practice it a couple of times with everybody and then you you do your rehearsal and then Ceausescu would show up and you do the real thing where everyone would get dressed up and they'd hold up the cards and everything like you see in North Korea. And uh, Ceausescu would clap because like, everybody dance really, for me. Yeah, it's not like it's not for everyone else. Like the whole <laughs> stadium is there performing for him pretty much. 
It's like Donald was, Trump's uh, military parades. Right. I was really, really hoping that you were going to say that they did the dance, and then at the end, him, Paula Abdul, and Randy Jackson <laughs> would tell them what they need to work on if they want to be, yeah. you know, Romania's next top. Yeah, and by the way, if you I know those haven't history. been the judges on that show since, like, 2001, but I don't care because don't that's when I stopped paying. Yeah. Oh. yeah. I stopped after... Season one, I think. I guarantee that all of those original judges are skeletons, but and now. dead. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Who's heard of Simon Cowell in 2020? Yeah. <laughs> That's a good point. What happened to him? He's on know. hospice, man. He's hooked up to some machines, man. One foot in the grave. He's in an iron lung. Yeah, just like he always wanted. He's just the music version of Gordon Ramsay. I, yeah. Yeah, but like yeah. Gordon Ramsay is objectively better. Yeah. Tyler because it, likes Gordon Ramsay, and we all know it. I do. I like, so you I agree. like Gordon Ramsay. He's an angry little British guy who's really good at cooking. He's but really I feel nice like, to kids, which yeah, is cool. I think he's genuinely a good guy. He's only really mean if ass. you call yourself a chef and then you fucking fumble around like a dipshit. Because. Yeah. He's like, you call yourself the same thing as me, and I find that incredibly insulting. Allow That's me to kind of badass. Yeah, allow me to tell you what's up. I will say that I think that he did ride the wave in the early 2000s. There's this thing where it was like, look at this mean British person. Oh, yeah. Isn't this so, like, Simon Cow, Gordon Ramsay, the mean British lady from uh, Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. There's all these mean British ladies. Wait, and wait, I, do you mean The Weakest Link? Or yeah, that's yeah. the one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the yeah, weakest yeah. Link. You are the weakest link. Goodbye. That link. Yeah. yeah. No, yeah. I knew For a you while meant. there, we we li- we loved mean English people. Yeah. Yeah. I well, because they're always the bad guys. We yeah, ate we that still shit. Do remember oh. Harry Potter? Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Our favorite Shh. character was the mean English guy. Yeah. I was saying the mean the mean English woman uh, played by uh, Emma Watson, I believe. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So okay, so so there's there's these fucking stadiums filled with the Romanian people dancing to two toddlers. I mean the the two leaders. Yes. Yeah. Yep. To the two toddlers. <laughs> the two shit. toddlers. Yeah. Yes. Dan- dance monkey dance. And like that- at, at some point, like everyone would turn to them, and like it was almost like it was like a performance for them, and then they would do their performance for the crowd in that they would stand up and clap, and everyone was like. Hope we did a good job, you know. <laughs> Do you think he was ever like, right. you guys fucked it up? No. All of you no. going down. <laughs> but, I, but like, two months didn't go by without one of these things. <laughs> I'm Jesus. serious. Like, this happened almost every other month. Like, or every month, you know. If he's, he's like, always going to clap, they're never going to get better at it. He's like, right. the king of Berlin talked shit about me. I need you guys to make me yeah. feel better. The, I guess the choreography like, wasn't that com- complicated either. Uh, it couldn't it, be. It, it was like people like like touching their toes and like coming up, you know. But like when you have like thousands of people doing very basic choreography, you can like kind of make it look pretty dope. So it's not <laughs> yeah. it's not it's not first row thriller. It's fourth row thriller. <laughs> it's uh, like it's like this is your oh, It's like nosebleeds thriller. <laughs> <laughs> this is your right. You're gonna You're die. You're gonna die. Soccer team, hunger force. I know. I'm telling the audience who doesn't. 
I know. <laughs> Ceausescu's ego knew no bounds. He loved hunting boar, for example, but was a terrible shot. So he paid people to shoot the boar for him, so he could win the day with having the most boars shot. <laughs> it's like Trump at golf. Yeah. Again, does not sound fucking familiar at all, does it? There, there was one story that I, I ran across uh, of someone who was close to him, um, and uh, they, they said that, like, you know, like, I, I play tennis. I'm, I'm decent at playing tennis, and Ceausescu had never picked up a tennis racket in his life. And he's like, all right, you teach me how to play. So he, like, tosses him a couple of easy balls, you know, and after, like, a couple of them, Ceausescu goes, all right, enough of this fooling around. I'm going to beat you now. And he's like, how could you possibly beat me? You just now picked up a tennis racket. You know what I mean? But that's, I guess, how he was. You know? He has to win. He snapped his fingers and four guys came in, broke that guy's legs and wrists. And then he was like, okay, it's time for the next round. (laughs) Your serve. You, You would have to let him win, you know? Elena, too, also wanted to play a bigger role in Romania. She took Romania's best scientists and chemists and physicians and signed her own name to their lives' work. <laughs> ah. yeah. That's fucked. With I mean, a lot of this other stuff's fucked, but... Yeah. That's just Nikolai, so... Nikolai just taught her how to write. I mean... <laughs> she can sign her so... name. Yeah. You're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. cool uh, physics. Uh, tell them I did that. <laughs> yeah, that's what that she was, was doing. That was me. You tell them I did. No. They're like, yeah, well, yeah. or or I'll kill you. Yeah. I'm like, okay. <laughs> she had a whole emotional roller coaster where she had just learned to write, just learned to read, then for a moment looked at her last name, thought she was dyslexic, realized that that's actually how it's spelled. <laughs> Am I so like? Can you really blame her? You know, you for Melania Trump. No, I'm I'm, I'm, I'm. I'm talking about Ceausescu's wife, but uh, probably the same thing. Yeah. Wait, where's Melania Trump from? Uh, Slovenia. Okay. Slovenia. I didn't know uh, that. Yeah. I don't give a shit where she's from. Yeah. To all of our Slovenian listeners out there, where yeah, we're she from. We're sorry. That's some Romanian listeners, though. Outwardly, this meant Elena was some sort of dynamo scientist with expertise in nearly every field of study, which is something that is nearly unheard of. Especially with somebody who used to be semi illiterate not that long ago. She's still semi illiterate. (laughs) I don't need to read to know how to do science, bro. She can sign her name, she can do that. Uh, and and oh. she used to she used to say even quote you write and I'll sign. <laughs> nice. For this reason, she enjoyed many honorary accolades as well as claims on patents for inventions that she did not invent. I oh. would invent so many shitty things <laughs> and be like, it makes drinkable water out of urine. <laughs> You know what? I, I will say one thing that this this group of people have over the Trump administration is that they actually believe in science. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's nice. actually true. Yeah. Elena also enjoyed a position of uh, of power within the party. 
sometimes even running the entire government while her husband was away. Yeah, she served for, yeah, she actually served in higher levels of government. So they, they kind of served together, you know, as husband and wife yeah. uh, during this. The, the most costly part of that is hiring people every time that he left town to look at her and go, and now I've seen everything. <laughs> After an earthquake in 1977, 40,000 people were displaced to make room for the Ceausescu's new palatial 3,930,000 square foot palace in Bucharest. It's not that big. About the size of my house. <laughs> well, seeing uh, as it wait. was made by a man, it was probably actually half that size. <laughs> nice. Okay. Hold on, Jerry. So there was an earthquake. Yes. And people and were forced out of their homes, and they were like... They're like, yeah. oh, there, there's no more homes. Why clean it up? So they bulldozed it, Yeah, and then so they, they just decided, built a palace on top. Why waste all this space that yeah. your homes are destroyed in? I'm going to build a giant palace. Yeah, on top of that. That's four. Yeah. <laughs> Take a journey with me, guys. Okay. Uh, it's a two-word journey, and go. those two words are Earthquake Machine. Um. <laughs> is this the James Bond villain era? You know what That's I mean? That's true. That's true. Yeah. It is kind of tail end of the Cold War. That's Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. That's mm. when all the, the earthquake machines and yeah. people with, like, razor-sharp teeth came out. Yeah. Bloody laser guns. And stuff. Mm. Uh, lasers on the moon. You can't swing a dead cat without hitting somebody with a death ray. <laughs> The palace is the world's third largest by volume after the Aztec Pyramid of Teotihuacan and the Cape Canaveral Rocket Assembly Hangar. It uses 220,000 square meters of carpet, 3,500 tons of crystal, and 1 million cubic meters of marble. The carpet in the main union hall alone weighs one and a half tons. Oh, God. This place we, is huge. We get it. You've seen Scarface. You were jealous. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Scarface might have been based on this guy. Yeah. You yeah, can do a say, tour. You can do a tour of the place. It's 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 still there. Yeah. Absolutely amazing. Yeah, absolutely there's, amazing. There's people that went in in 1994 and still haven't come out. <laughs> That, that just sounds like a nightmare to, to vacuum. It's <laughs> yeah. a lot of carpet. That's a yeah. lot of carpet. It's like, so it's like that vintage porn, you know? Just too much carpet. <laughs> it's coming back, man. Hey, hey man, one man's so, too much carpet is another man's just enough carpet. <laughs> like I say, it's coming back, man. GIC, man. Now, Nikolai also threatened on multiple times to bulldoze other areas of Romania to make way for other projects as well. Like, people are like, oh, God, I just moved out of there. Thank God he's not going to bulldoze this area. Then he's like, I might bulldoze that area over there so I can build whatever the fuck I want over there. I know I got a good base here, but I'm thinking about a west wing that's about the same size. (laughs) If you you see pictures of it, it, it covers like three blocks. (laughs) <laughs> like these, these giant, like three blocks wide, and then like 
I would say like another, probably another three blocks in the other direction. So there was an it's, earthquake. It's absolutely massive. And this guy made lemonade out of lemons, is what I'm saying. <laughs> I think he used it as an excuse. <laughs> well, I, I mean, mean, it yeah. was the 80s and he was like, shopping malls are really cool. What if I lived in a shopping mall that was also a mansion? <laughs> it's the 80s. Ideas based on cocaine are really cool. <laughs> I, I don't know what shopping malls you've been going to, but none of them are as uh, immaculate as this. Like this. I'm thing just talking is... about square footage here. Yeah. Also, I'm pretty sure that palatial estate had a Footlocker and an Orange Julius. Quote me if I'm wrong. <laughs> yeah. What's that cookie place? So. The uh, Auntie Anne's. Yeah. yeah. Cinnabon. Uh, it has a Cinnabon in there. Yeah. They still have those. <laughs> I haven't been to a mall in forever. I haven't been to a mall in a long time. Every time I as think long of... as it's got a Wetzel's Pretzels, I'll be happy. Ooh. Strangely I enough. That. Uh, my only memory of a Wetzel's Pretzels is there was one in the mall by my house growing up, and during Christmas time they had to hire a bunch of extra people to give out samples. And there was this dude who was—he looked like uh, Killer Bob from Twin Peaks, but one of his <laughs> eyes was like deflated, and he had the tray full of pretzels, and nobody would take any. And I thought, oh, that's scary. Yeah. He, he looked so menacing. Poor and, guy. And he was just like, and he was like, pretzels! <laughs> I feel bad for this guy. Uh, I feel bad for him. Okay, then uh, you, you go fault. up and take a pretzel then, Chris. If you feel so bad, you go take a pretzel sample from that I guy. I got no problem take, Where is taking he? a pretzel from a guy I'll with a, a weird eye. right now. In yeah. theory, in theory, it's so easy. <laughs> You're also a kid. I feel like, were you a kid? As a yeah, kid, I was I like 17. Yeah, I was I'm like a, a 36 man. year old man. That's the first guy I'd go to. He's the guy yeah. I relate to the most. <laughs> yeah, you're right. <laughs> He's the guy that you go drinking after his shift. <laughs> <laughs> I see you as he's well as drinking and before shit. his shift. Yeah, probably. Although he spent lavishly on himself and Elena, Ceausescu had now realized that his massive loans had devalued the entire Romanian financial system. Oh. So because of this, he became obsessed with paying off the national debt. And the way he did that was by choking the Romanian people for every scrap of money and resource that could possibly be found. They owe him at this point. Right. And that yeah. Joe Bass Palace that he made for himself? Yeah. It makes like, them look yeah. good. Yeah. It's got an orange Julius. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and he gets to tell them about how good it is. I mean, they're not allowed in, but yeah, yeah. Well, they, they don't get have to know fun. that he gets to go to that orange Julius. They don't, they don't have enough money to buy an orange Julius. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, he's like if you want to know about the FAO Schwartz and the giant piano, I will tell you about the giant piano. <laughs> yeah, There's exactly. a car in the mall that I pretend you can win. Yeah, if you exactly. Win. <laughs> exactly. I pretend you can win it. It's in the mall. Yeah. Somebody had to drive it in there. It's fucking cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's a Prius. 
Not really quick. A, not even a good car. For our listeners at home, shopping malls were the places that they were the place that people went before Amazon. <laughs> they were really popular in the uh, probably the early '80s through uh, the first part of the 21st century, and then they kind of yeah, yeah, they yeah. Yeah. Do you think our listening demographic is? Their people are age. Yeah. That's us. They don't have a car in there, and you'd be like, <laughs> you could. You could put in your name to try to win that car. Oh, yeah. I, I would never do that. You're it not going to win like that Dodge Viper. Doesn't yeah. matter how many of those leaflets you fill out. Yeah. it's They're just going to f- send you spam and junk mail. Yeah. yeah, that's what it was for. Nobody won yeah. that thing. Who, was, yeah. who do you know who just won a car in the mall? Well, at the Boise Mall, I swear to God, the same Dodge Viper sat there for years. <laughs> it just went around. From <laughs> it just never It just went from never store to moved. store. They just keep polishing it every day to make it look brand new. <laughs> well, and after a yeah. while, that that '96 Dodge Viper doesn't really look so appealing right? anymore. Like, in 2001. Yeah. yeah. So so they moved in a fucking Rav Four, and they're like, you can move a, you can win a Rav Four. It got to the point where it was like some dumbass fucking SUV. Yeah. You want a Rav Four? Yeah. It's like what happened to the Dodge Viper? Oh, somebody won that. Yeah. Yeah. And now we have a really cool. He's getting yeah. elephants. <laughs> now we have a brand new pre-owned Sonata. <laughs> <laughs> that is a King of the Hill reference. <laughs> <laughs> what happened to the Viper? It got a 13 episode order on NBC. Yeah. <laughs> so because of Ceausescu's obsession with paying off the national debt and selling all of his food and literally everything they produced, Factories were left cold to conserve oil. Food was ex- was totally exported, so no one could have any food. <laughs> no one had enough money to buy the food that was left. And, of course, citywide blackouts became the norm. North Korea. Uh, yeah, that's, that's, that's what that's like. Only, instead of trying to pay off some national debt, it's like trying to get money to do anything yeah. in North Korea. <laughs> right, know? yeah. Yeah, uh, that's North Korea though. That's a compl- like, that's a little different. You're all gonna have to pay out the nose for this giant uh, palace mall that I made for myself. Yeah. No, you cannot can, go there. Can we do the Kims someday, Jerry? Oh, we're gonna do the Kims. We're gonna I know do it's kind Kims. of recent history, boys. But like, well, so, you is know. This. so is this. Yeah, uh, we we will absolutely do the Kims. I need to come up with a K-pop uh, theme song then. Yeah. <laughs> we have so much faith in you. Do a K-pop version of the exact theme we have, but it's K-pop. Yeah. All right. I'll do my best. There were propaganda films produced by Ceausescu and his regime that had him in front of these giant food harvests and bundles of grain to promote how well the economy was doing. If you tell them the economy's doing well, they'll believe it. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, no one was buying it, though. Mm. Least of all, the people that put up the displays of food, in quotes. Because a lot of the uh, fruits and vegetables that were present in this film were sculptures of of carved wood to look (laughs) like apples and oranges. And they were painted to look like apples. And they kind of put them up higher. And, like... There, there's this, vi- there's this uh, uh, video footage of Ceausescu walking down these aisles of food, and he, like, picks one up and inspects it, and, like, mm-hmm, that's a good apple, and, like, sets it down. And, like, there's people behind him, like, biting their nails, like, 
please don't pick up a wood one. Please don't pick up a wood one. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you know? It was mostly matte paintings, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They, they they used the uh, the special effects wizards at the Romanian branch of ILM to uh, <laughs> do a little do a little of their work. Yeah, R L I L M. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. Romanian uh, industrial light magic. A lot of UFOs on strings. Fishing wire. <laughs> yeah, yep. Edward style. So because the people of Romania were paid nothing and got nothing, the economy ground to a halt. Mm. Radio stations closed, and television stations were only broadcasting on one channel for two hours a day. Certainly something we can't imagine at all. And even though the national debt was actually paid off in the summer of 1989, how would that ever make a difference to the Romanian people at that point? Once you got to live through all that? Yeah. Yeah. It's like, oh, now we're good. It's like, oh. Your leader fucked you. That's what happened. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. He fucked you for over a decade. Yeah. 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 It's, uh, you're literally living to pay off your leader's, like, gambling debts. <laughs> yeah, and, well, well, and, and not, and not, like, gambling debts, like, it would have been one thing if he only spent that money on the oil refineries that failed. But no, he spent untold amount of money on that palace for himself and his <laughs> wife and his family of three, you know, three children. And it's like... If you see the inside of this place, I don't understand how anyone could live there. It's it's ridiculously big and and grotesque. In his defense, it had a brand new Footlocker and he had some <laughs> brand new Jordans. Yeah, <laughs> he would. I, I'd imagine him and his wife just stand around and go, you know, I think we should have a party. I feel like we have all this space. Yeah. We should have people over. Let's have some people over this Sunday. And then they're like, wait, 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 people in our home? Yeah. No, no, thank you. No, thank you. Too paranoid for that. No, no, no. No, thank you. No people. In fact, close all these windows. Yeah. Close and that's like blocks. actually, that's actually like an observation a lot of people make when they go on the tour of that palace. Uh, they're like, it's oddly dark in here. And there's, <laughs> there's like no not windows. a lot of windows. I don't need people and, seen inside. Yeah. And like, I guess at a certain time, it was taking up like all the power and heat and everything to, to <laughs> heat and power this place. <laughs> Meanwhile, like the rest of Bucharest is like falling into like blackouts. And, they constantly got to keep that Orange Julius machine running, even though there's <laughs> yeah. no employees working there. Yeah, <laughs> around the clock. Yeah. You can want one at any time. Yeah, he yeah. just has to go in and run it himself. <laughs> oh fuck <laughs> that! He's the leader of the country. Well, he doesn't have any money to pay anybody. If he wants an orange Julius at this point, he built the fucking place. <laughs> Look, it, it was just like how we said earlier with the sheep. He he remembered his childhood, and he just needed to wheeze the juice. <laughs> it's full circle. Yeah, he needed to suck. He sucked the sheep, as Chris said. Yeah. <laughs> uh. <laughs> oh, yeah. I didn't say that. Yeah. Hilarious. Honey, I need to go suck the sheep. Walks, <laughs> walks for a day and a half straight. Turns on the light. Julius. Puts on his orange Julius apron. <laughs> fires oh, he's it legit. Up. He's like, today I'm an orange Julius employee, and I am serving 
my best customer. <laughs> Just I mean, look at looking at the blender like, look how far we've come. Yeah. <laughs> Hello, old friend. Yeah. So during the late 1980s, there had been a Hungarian dissident pastor named Laos. Sorry, I'm, I'm going to butcher this one for sure. Laszlo Chokyesh. I, th- I believe is how it's pronounced. Uh, he helped distribute material that was critical of the Ceausescu regime, and had st- he had staged other demonstrations to speak out against him uh, as well in Transylvania. And as we know uh, from our Vlad the Impaler episode, Transylvania's kind of more Hungary than it is yeah. Romania. Oh, that yeah. too. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, there, there's always been tensions between the Romanians and Hungarians, the, the for vampires. sure. <laughs> mm-hmm. Vampires. So secretly taped interviews and statements from cabinet officials and Laszlo Tokesh were taken to Canada, of all places, and there they were shown to the rest of the world about how horrible Ceausescu's Romania had been. Oh, I, feel the, I feel like the Canadians feel so bad about that. Yeah. They're like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I hate to do this. I'm but, so sorry. <laughs> but we love our listeners in, in Canada. They're, they're a polite people. They're, they're a very nice, polite people. I meant that, yes. Uh, he even had, like, members of his cabinet, one in particular, defect to America. And I believe he's, I believe he's still alive. He, he writes anti-communist articles for... Breitbart, I believe, <laughs> uh, to this day. Whoops. Wonderful. <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, not seeing the irony in any of this. I'll, I'll put it in the show notes or something. I'm not going to look it up right now. Anyway, people, people were, were, were starting to jump ship on, on Ceausescu. So Ceausescu tried, tried everything to get rid of Tokyesh, but with no luck. Uh, every time he told him to go somewhere else or you know, be banished or whatever, he would refuse. Uh, <laughs> which is great. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Shows how much power he has. Yeah, right. yeah. So, on December 17th, 1989, in Timisoara, the number of protesters had swelled to include ethnic Romanians as well. Oh to protest the regime's hatred for ethnic Hungarians. Because, like, Tokish, all he was doing was talking out against Ceausescu, and everybody knew, secretly, of course, because they didn't want the Securitate to catch them, they were like, yeah, he's right, and this guy's trying to get rid of him, and he's refusing. You know what? We're going to refuse, too. So a lot of people joined him. Uh, Soon, however, it kind of lost track, the protest kind of lost track, and it turned into a general protest against the government. And the Securitate, along with the army, and the just local police, fired on the crowd, killing men, women, and children. Wait, even the media? Probably (laughs) the media as well. Uh, uh, There weren't very many members of the media there, because the media... You were either secret media or you were state media. Yeah. So, I have two things to say about this. Uh, yeah. One, it's the day before my wife was born. Two, yeah. uh, 
I would imagine Donald Trump wish he could use live munitions against the uh, protesters in Lafayette Square. Yeah. Oh, 100%. Yeah. None of this sounds familiar at all, does it, guys? No, nope. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's not even a little. I've got not even a little like, bit. My, like, uh, uh, pussyfooting around, my hatred of yeah. Donald Trump, is just like, yeah. no, fuck that guy. He's yeah. fucking shit yeah. up. Yeah, this 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 episode kind of took a toll on me, just, just looking at all of these things, uh. like, plain black and white, like, it's just hard to ignore these similarities. Yeah. And man, that's depressing. Man, that's depressing. So meanwhile, the insulated and highly paranoid Ceausescu was traveling to sign deals with Iran, like oil deals, deals with Iran, and, uh, you know, meet other world leaders, presumably blissfully unaware of the domestic strife happening at that moment in Romania. <laughs> They're like, they're like, so, uh, Ceausescu, uh, how are things doing in Romania? Fine. Who told you? Did somebody Great. say something different? <laughs> great. Why? Yeah, it's Why? fair. It's fair. <laughs> Everything's great. Everybody, everybody's getting mm. blowjobs 24 hours a day. Why? Mm. Yeah. Someone yeah. say something different, we'll fucking kick their ass. Yeah. <laughs> but by this point, the hypochondriac and germaphobic Ceausescu had become increasingly paranoid and erratic. Like I said earlier, he kept all his windows shut and the curtains closed at all times. He even... Now, this is something I do not understand at all. But he disposed of his own feces himself because he was afraid that other people were radioactive. Yeah. What? Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, I don't understand. It feels backwards, I don't understand. but... Yeah. Uh, and of course he had... lost his damn mind. Yeah. Uh, Did oh, he think Toxie was taking care of the poop? <laughs> right. <laughs> He's like, I gotta get rid of my poop, and also, I need to go put in my aid at the Sabaro inside the palace. Maybe. <laughs> I'll be right back. Yeah. Maybe he thought... His food was made out of his own feces because that's the most pure uh, substance in the land. Right. And he didn't want it radioactive people handling his own feces because when they made it into hamburgers or whatever the fuck <laughs> that he believed they were doing, uh, it would have been his own feces would have been radioactive and it would have killed him. Yeah. Well, normally well, his feces oh. is the most nutrient dense uh, food uh, in the world. So it, it was just a regular old sallow situation is what you're saying. Yeah. Sure, yeah. sure. Well, on, on, the, on the point of his meals, and this is another thing that does not sound familiar at all, he had all of his meals made in a different area and then brought to him because they were terrified of being poisoned. Yeah. The, the Securitate actually had to make his meals and then courier them over to him. Uh... <laughs> Because of this fear. They're like, I, I got this job so I could fucking quell dissidents, not so I could make soufflés for this asshole. <laughs> yeah. The, the Securitate was his Uber Eats. Oh, yeah. I don't trust chefs. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Well, I the, trust the worst part national about it, police, but not chefs. <laughs> and, Either. and, like, the, the worst part about it, too, is that... Uh, 
every chef in Romania is skinny and you can't trust a skinny chef. Whoa. <laughs> is that true? I've never been to Romania. Yeah. I mean, well, no, well, I think he's saying because they didn't have any fucking food. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Ceausescu got it all. He's eating his own feces. Ah. It's the only source of food. Just recycle <laughs> it back through over and over and over. <laughs> and then you, you transcend, you live forever. Yeah. Yes. That's yeah. what he means by disposing of his own feces. In the Sabaro. Nice. <laughs> uh, so on December 20th, 1989, Ceausescu gave a televised speech where he blamed the events of Timisoara, like where the the Securitate and everybody opened fire on the demonstrators mm. on, quote, interference of foreign forces in Romania's internal affairs and, quote, external aggression on Romania's sovereignty, end yeah. quote. And they used chemical irritants and yeah, uh, projectile... Yeah. Bullets. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Here they used just... Just AK-47 bullets. <laughs> uh, the protesters wandered on to a training field during a live fire exercise, and it was very unfortunate. Yeah. Yes. And the training field was a uh, uh, community pu- pu- park. Yeah, yeah, and mm-hmm. and the the breadth the breadth of that depth of that space is dynamically changing moment to moment. <laughs> <laughs> Now, the tensions didn't stop, though. On December 21st, which is my mom's birthday, would have been my mom's first birthday with her first son, me. Oh, you? Yeah, 1989. My uh, my wife would be three days old. Yeah, I would have been a couple of months old, a few months old. First son you know about. (laughs) Uh, There's one in the attic, for sure. Oh, yeah. Barry Nash is real. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, so on december 21st ceausescu wanted to have one of his famous rallies to bolster support for himself in bucharest (laughs) and he organized his most loyal supporters in the country to be right up front holding banners saying glory be you know, Nikolai Ceausescu. Could be worse. And, and, and by banners, you mean like riot shield spray painted with glory <laughs> B. No. No, I mean, I mean big, they did have these giant banners out. Okay. Hey, remember uh, how much everybody enjoyed doing that song and dance for me? We yeah. need to bring that back. Now yeah. that they hate my guts for yeah. uh, fucking up the economy. Yeah, it's, 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 it goes to show just how out of touch he was with his own people. I'd imagine he didn't want to hear things that didn't make him sound good, so he fired everybody. Right. Mm-hmm. I was talking about our current president. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, official propaganda called it a, quote, spontaneous movement for support of Ceausescu. Yeah. <laughs> I can't believe this is happening to me right now. Yeah. <laughs> this outpouring of support. Everybody of loves me. Yeah. Yeah. By the way, uh, all of all of his last speech uh, on this day is all on YouTube, where like he walks out and like like tries to like talk to the audience. Oh my god, it's so good. I, I'm gonna describe it my uh, in the best way I can to you right now. But thousands of people packed the square around the place, and uh, 
the old and bewildered Ceausescu, he, he walked out and addressed the crowd, being totally unaware that most of the people that were there hated him. So he, as he spouted off about these revolutionary ideals and the plight of the socialist worker, he drew jeers and boos from the crowd. He totally miscalculated how they were going to respond to him. Like, he thought they were going to, like, he was going to calm everybody down by doing this. Uh, he, he, was, he was visibly confused and scared as he shouted at the audience to, like, be quiet and listen. Please like, clap. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say that. Yeah. <laughs> at one point, the, the TV camera goes off the air, and during that time, you can still sort of hear what's going on. And there's another camera that sort of captures it, but people break through and they're starting to like get inside. Oh, and like fuck. there's there's like one guy, like when it comes back, like Ceausescu's like, What? What? What's going on? What's going on? And there's like a guy behind him, there's like people running around <laughs> behind him. And one guy goes like, They're inside. And he's, he's like, like, Uh I, I thought, what? I, I thought <laughs> you loved me. I was paying yeah. people to tell you tell me yeah. that you loved me. Yeah. Yeah. So like he's like, uh they're like clapping for everything he's saying, like like Elena's there too, and like a couple other cabinet members are like, No, no, everything's fine. Yeah. You know? Like we should head out though, like I got yeah. another thing. I got another thing tonight. <laughs> Double booked. Well and when like when when the camera went off the air too, like and everyone started storming it, like he was so out of touch that he thought like maybe an earthquake had happened. <laughs> Last time an earthquake happened, and I got a big-ass palace, so... Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So he was pretty stoked on that. Yeah. So, yeah, it wasn't long before, like, like what what they did is, like, they pushed their way into the buildings, and the Securitate fought them back, and he kind of finished his speech, and... But later that night, though, uh, the crowd kind of went into open rebellion, and then was dispersed violently by the Securitate forces, and they kind of had to go back, but in the morning of December 22nd, Nikolai and Elena forced a helicopter pilot on the roof of the place at gunpoint to fly them out to get the hell away from there. <laughs> and they were only seconds ahead of the protesters who were already storming the building. Like, they were straight up in the elevator while, oh, like, they were, while they were, like, on like on the balcony where he had just been hours before. Oh, they almost like, had the hanging guy off the he's side. Hitting, yeah. He's hitting the closed right. door. Yeah. You know, oh, the oh, no. Fuck, 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 fuck. <laughs> the button doesn't do anything. That's a fake button. Oh, my oh. God. The Securitate would have done a lot better of a job at fighting these guys off if they weren't all trained chefs instead of, uh, <laughs> you know, trained security. Well, he didn't trust chefs, so he had to make chefs the Securitate yeah. so that he would get good food. Yeah. And you know, and the first one that went looks like uh, looks like suppressing these uh, dissidents is the new order on the menu. All the rest of them were like, oh man, come on. I wanted to be the guy to say that. No, that's cool. He also yeah. cocked a shotgun when he said it, so. Yeah. So you know well, it's the, good. And, and something... The thing that was... Sorry, Jerry. It's just okay. One point that I wanted to, to make real quick. Uh, I, f 
I feel like the Sekiro and Tatsu uh, were trained to shoot from Trichescu himself, so they're all terrible shots. <laughs> <laughs> That's not true. We're going to get to that later. Oh. Uh, and uh, something, something that uh, should be clear is that there are a lot of Securitate. It's not like the FBI or something like that. It's like there's a fuck ton of them. There's more <laughs> Securitate than there is most other go- uh, government organizations. You Jesus. know what I mean? There's so many Securitate forces. He just needs to put everyone in the country on his payroll under his like security, and he'll be well, fine. <laughs> well, like I said, I mean... Uh, one in four people at some point were bribed to <laughs> inform on on somebody at some point, you know. Right. So you got a thousand assholes who don't know how to fire a gun but know how to make a creme brulee. Gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> well, they, the Securitate knew how to fire guns, that's for sure. They, they, they killed a lot of their own people, for sure. And they thought, you know, I, 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 as, like, these new leaders, like, these new, these new people, like, stormed the balcony and were, like, talking about a new revolution and freeing themselves in Romania, the Securitate were like, dude, Ceausescu is a lost cause. Let's just maintain control over the country. And, uh, a lot, a lot of like the party leaders and, uh, you know, people in the know just started committing suicide. Oh God. (laughs) Uh, Nice. And seeing that the square had fallen into rebel hands, the Securitate forces, and as they're watching, you know, speeches from, from the new leaders now, they just viciously and coldly open fire into the crowd of people. These are thousands of people that are there. They just started shooting indiscriminately into the crowd of people. A lot of people died just in the first volley of bullets that happened. Absolutely awful what, what oh. happened. Yeah. We thought that jeans were the only American import to hit that part of the world at the time. <laughs> but little did we know. Yeah, yeah. We're out, we're out here in Seattle bitching about tear gas. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, live, live ammunition rounds. I don't, I don't know when it's going to get... I don't know. I don't want to speculate. Now, the Army high, high Command had refused, to their credit, to fire on their own people. And they switch sides to fight with the revolutionaries against the Securitate. Cool. Badass. Yeah. Nice. And at that point, like, the revolution became real. And, like, there's still unarmed protesters on the ground, like, hiding behind military tanks that had just shown up, you know? Like, fighting the Securitate forces. And it was really hard to, to delineate who was on whose side, who's fighting who. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, I bet. Yeah. Yeah. So it's really confusing. People are shooting and they're like, whoa, 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 whoa. You know, like, totally awful. But there's tons of pictures of just normal-ass people that showed up in support of this, hiding behind tanks, trying to not get shot. While that tank is totally firing, you know, at other people. I mean, these guys are starving. They should have no problem going shirts and skins. They probably look great without a shirt on. (laughs) Jesus. Fuck. Fuck, dude. (laughs) That's fucked up. God damn. So meanwhile, in the helicopter, the pilot that was flying Nik- Nikolai and Elena, he, he feigned engine trouble, like, oh, I, I gotta land. But they were actually ordered to land by, by the military. And so he landed near Targovishta, 
You guys remember Targovishta, right? I do. Yes. Yeah. And that's where uh, the Ceausescu's uh, were taken into custody by the local police. And it's kind of a crazy story. Like, the guy that actually took him into custody, like, he's driving around with, like, in the backseat of his car, listening to all this shit on the radio. And he's like, I can't believe the Ceausescu's are in the backseat of my car right now. And, like, he goes home. Like, he doesn't know what the fuck to do with them. He goes mm-hmm. home and, like, his family is, like, watching it on, like, you know, listening to it on the radio, like, watching, <laughs> watching it on TV. And he comes in and he goes, uh, funny story, guys. I have the Ceausescu's in the back of my car. And they're like, whatever. Like, it's like a sitcom. Yeah, they're like, that's, that's bullshit. Guess and who's like, coming to dinner? Yeah. The Ceausescu's. <laughs> yeah, and, like, he brought him in. And they're like, oh, no shit, he does have the Ceausescu's here. And, like, the whole time, like, they're going to hand him over to the military. Like, the military yeah. coming for him. They're going to hand him over, you know. And uh, the whole time, I guess, that Ceausescu was, like, there waiting, he was, like, staring at his wristwatch and, like, listening to it and then, lo- like, staring and looking at the window. And a lot of people think that, like, he had a transponder, like, some sort of... GPS device, early GPS sure. device in his watch, and he was waiting for some sort of rescue from who, we don't know. But he, he was, like, nervously you know, walking around the house un- until the, the military showed up, and they took uh, uh, Nikolai and Elena in one of their, like, big, like, armored uh, troop carriers. Do you think that uh, his wristwatch was a gift from, uh, say... The Chinese or the North Koreans, uh, and he was expecting some sort of uh, foreign aid. I I honestly because, think it was maybe a Soviet thing. Oh, you mm. know that even though he kind of thumbed his nose at, at the Soviets, <laughs> he's still kind of like, "But you're gonna come save me, right?" <laughs> and they were Soviets like, "Soviets are watching the light, the Ceausescu nah. light beep." And they're like, <laughs> he thinks we're going to save him. <laughs> Fuck that guy. He's like, if I set it to like, you know, 3.15, Gorbachev said that his guys will come and save me? Like, I mean, like. No, <laughs> like, like, I, I don't know what he thought. Again, we don't really know. But like the fact that he kept looking at his watch and like listening to it and then like staring out the window. A lot of people think that. But like. Who is going to come rescue him right now yeah. is yeah. a ridiculous notion. No one's going to come rescue you. You're done no. for. Y'all can fuck off. Yeah. So when they put him in the troop carrier, uh, the the members of the new provincial government and the military leaders, they, they were like, well, what are we going to do with him? I mean, he, he has to go on trial. He has to do you – know, we have to do something with him. And they were like, okay, well <sighs> – Shit, drive him around for a while until we figure it out. <laughs> so they literally drove him around for for hours until they, they figured it out. And what what they decided to do was, yeah, they were going to execute him, <laughs> you know? And uh, they'll put him on a sort of a show trial, you know, but they already knew what they were going to do with him. Yeah, like a mock trial? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Judge Tell Reinhold's me about the rabbits, George. <laughs> it's it's a bit of a night court situation. Yeah, yeah. Tallest uh, group of sitcom actors of all time, by the way. Oh, okay. what the the entire cast of Night Court? Yeah, very tall. All of them are like six something. All like oh. the average height is the highest height for a sitcom 
group of all time. They, that's, that's staying strange. in because that's, I edit these. That's a strange <laughs> stat. Yeah, and actually uh, another crazy oh, fact. I found that. Uh, welcome to the Night Court podcast, um, <laughs> where um, ah, we just we brought up Night like Court. How the <laughs> show Night Court is where <laughs> the reverse Apple show to bring up. That, that show was a big hit. Well, let's talk about Wings Wait. next. <laughs> <laughs> it's on the same level. Uh, it's true. So on Christmas Day, 1989, the Ceausescu's were tried before a, a very small court of military men and the new provincial uh, government uh, in a very small room and they were tried with a legal gathering of wealth and they were charged with genocide as well while also stripping Elena of any and all scientific accolades well she's like what I love molecules oh dude when they, when they tell her because uh, again they're they're the, the whole thing is on video when they tell her that like oh yeah you're not you don't have those anymore she's like no oh <laughs> you stole no. it from the people who rightfully came up with that yeah. stuff yeah oh, and you it, poor baby and it, it it's so crazy to watch too because like Ceausescu, he starts the whole thing he's like laughing and he's like you guys don't have any legitimacy I'm still legally the president of Romania. Like, th this court has no legitimacy. This is all stupid. And then they're like, they keep going with it. And, like, his smile, like, slowly fades. And it becomes totally real to him in that moment. That, like, oh, I am fucked. <laughs> you know? There are so many shitty authoritarian leaders that I'd like to see that situation happen to. I just want to see the There's one guy specifically face. that I yeah. would love to see that happen to yeah. right now. I want to yeah. see that yeah. fear that fear in his face. We could find this video on YouTube, correct? All of that is on YouTube. All uh, we are going to post it. Yeah, this is considered uh, the first live TV revolution ever. Fuck yeah! Because uh, yeah, it was all caught on on cameras. But of course, the Ceausescu's were found guilty of these crimes, and they were sentenced to death by firing squad. And it was a happy Christmas that day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I feel like events happen, falling on Christmas happen a lot in our episodes. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Everybody wants their New, Re New Year's resolution, you know, to have a fresh start, like uh, a fresh government. You take those uh, despotic leaders, you take them out back by the chemical shed, and you put a bullet in their head. Yeah, <laughs> work yeah. over that with a two-by-four, you know what and, I'm saying? And you know, as that firing squad was, like, uh, you know, bearing down to aim on them, they were just, like, they were talking to each other and were just like, you know what, I'm really going to do that diet this year. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So a soldier standing guard in the proceedings was ordered to take the Ceausescu's out back one by one and shoot them. Mm. But the Ceausescu's demanded to die together. So the soldiers agreed to this and yeah. began to Why not? they began to tie their hands behind their back. And this is actually one of the craziest moments in the video. Because as soon as they start tying their hands behind their back, it's like it really becomes real. And they they both start freaking out. It's, it's like, even yeah. though these are really horrible people, it's, like, still kind of hard to watch. Because, like, they're like, no, no, you can't do, no, you can't do this. And, like, they're dragging them out of the room, like, 
with well, hands tied behind their backs to, to by get their shot. own power. No, you know? totally, but it's, but it's still like it's still like wow, right. they're going. These are their last moments. They're going to be taken out and shot. You know, it's I, I just think it's kind of rare that you see a despotic leader like this in the final moments before yeah. he is killed. You know, yeah. and it's it's to me it's just mind blowing to see. And here's here's another weird part of this: the wide shots and some of the shots inside of the room, like the the, the courtroom, some of them were faked for TV. So basically, the Romanian people wanted wanted proof, right? And so they they had to film all of it, you know. But sure, mm-hmm. you know they were already dead, so they had to take these other two actors that were not in the same clothes. And look nothing like them. So, like, there's a few shots where, like, it's clearly not him. And it's clearly not Elena. And a lot of, there was a lot of conspiracy theories going around whether or not they were still alive after this. But I digress. Anyway, the, the, the close-up shots of their two dead bodies were absolutely real. It's hard to fake that. Yeah. Uh, in, the, in, the, in the, uh, 80s. Yeah, Ladies. Uh, they they were literally taken to a wall. Uh, Nikolai sang the International as he was taken. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were lined up in front of the wall and literally riddled with bullets. Just boom, 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 like wasted against. Like you can see Mexican all the Revolution bullets. style. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Yeah. The moment the, before they pulled the trigger. Uh, the firing squad said the smell of Sabaro in the room was uh, <laughs> nauseating. <laughs> yeah, you can s- still see the bolt holes today. There's outlines of where their bodies fell. It- it's pretty morbid, but but it's there. You like and and people lo- like history, take man. pride in it. Yeah, and they take pride in it. Ugh. And so people took those those literally a close up picture of. Ceausescu's dead face and printed them on leaflets and distributed distributed them all over the country and like there's footage of like people they're they're like underneath like you know windshield wipers and like one guy like just starts spitting on one it, it's so crazy you know how how quickly it all it all happened yeah well and in that wall he the the, the squad shot him and then they wrote the end in bullets. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I was just going to say that uh, everyone in Romania started singing Ding Dong, the Witch is Dead. Right. <laughs> even the people that pulled the trigger to this day are like, I don't even like talking about it because I am still afraid that the Securitate is coming for me. You wow. Know? Yeah, to Damn. this day, again, like, all Romanian people are still scarred by all of this. Uh, and it's hard to imagine, you know, uh, sort of living well, under must something have, as horrible as this. They grew up with it being that controlling, that they're right, still... Right, right. Yeah. Th- their bodies even had to be exhumed to make sure it was them. And that was recently. That was in, uh, like, I believe it was 2016, 2017, Holy 2018, shit. something like that. Wow. They exhumed wow. their bodies to make sure it was them. Yeah. But he was born in 1918. Well, yeah, they just wanted to make sure that he didn't get away and go to Argentina, like people say Hitler I guess what Tyler was saying was more that, like, how decomposed is that body? 
Oh, well, no. I mean, teeth. Totally gone. Dental records. It's like 100 years probably. later. Well, yeah, Dental. like literally like, he would have been DNA. over 100 years old. Yeah, DNA. I get yeah. it. Yeah. The, just to make sure that, like, what was actually reported on was true. Because it was hard because to, I mean, even it's to... hard to tell. And in fact, uh, capital punishment was actually banned on July, uh, January 7th, 1990. Basically, like, right after this. Uh, making the Ceausescus the last people to be executed in Romania. Over over that the rest of the ensuing week, though, the Romanian revolution continued, and it was a bloodbath, and thousands of people lost their lives. And there's again this all of it, all of it is all on all on TV cameras. And the the worst worst thing about it is they show the Romanian people digging these mass graves, and it's awful, awful to, to look at. It's incredibly sad. There, there's one particular picture that if you look up Romanian Revolution mass graves, you will probably find. I'm not even really going to describe it to you. It's, it's, it's something that when, when I saw it, I was not right for a couple of days <laughs> after it. So yeah, I get that. Uh, if, if you want to go look it up, uh, look up Romanian Revolution mass graves. Be, it's awful. Be careful. If you yeah. know you're not going to like it, you're not going to like it. Yeah, it's definitely yeah. not something we're going to post. I remember Jerry, um, when he was sending us pictures of uh, the characters here, he was like, yeah, yeah there's some darker shit uh, uh-huh. that I'm not sending you guys. Yeah. Well, uh, and also be prepared to be put on some lists if you uh, Google Romanian mass graves, you know? <laughs> put that in right. an incognito uh, tab. Yeah, the government still sees that. They see the porn you're watching. That's why yeah. I watch the porn in my normal tab. I want it in my history. <laughs> well, good thing I always put Republican porn into my into Google. I would like then, I watch I would like a man making love to a woman in missionary position. It's um So that the and the government's like, that's fine. That's fine. It's a disgusting 75-year-old man uh, jacked up on Viagra, giving it to a 35-year-old blonde yeah. who uh, is also a commentator on Fox News. That's all the, that's all the porn. I, there, the, the, she starts out wearing an American flag bikini, but besides that, I mean, it's pretty much regular porn. They, well, they push it aside, and they push his uh, right. adult American flag diaper aside as well. Yeah. So he can get in there. Yeah, and the shit just pours out the side. That's how. That's how you get away with. Uh, it, that's uh, how you make sure the government. It, they're like, this guy's cool. This guy's cool. Red-blooded American <laughs> over here. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, as I was saying earlier, uh, there was a lot of confusion as to whose side was on whose, and there was there was fighting everywhere. Um, I, and I'm kind of cutting a lot of this. A little short. If you notice, in a lot of the the pictures of the ensuing revolution, uh, they all have a Romanian flag with a big hole cut out of it. And the reason why is because that that is like the colors of the Romanian flag. What they're doing is they're cutting out the Ceausescu seal. It's it's like a oh. coat of arms uh, seal right. that's in the middle, and they're cutting that out. Uh, they did that in in Hungary as well. Yeah, I was telling you about when I was in yeah. Hungary. Uh, yeah. I guess it's, uh, I should know more information about it, but we happen to be there in October when they, they do that. In that certain part of the city, they celebrate 
the 1956 rebellion, and that's yes. why in the the a bunch of Hungarian flags in a part of the city of the pull cut out of them. And yeah, me yeah. and uh, my wife saw that when we were in Budapest. And although the the government did change to a representative democracy, some of the uh, same people uh, that were in the Ceausescu government were still running the show. the The new president of Romania would be a man named. And I, I believe I'm pronouncing this correctly, Ion Il- Iliescu. And although, you know, Romania's made a lot of strides in the years after these events, uh, it's not perfect today. Neither, uh, our country is certainly not perfect. Uh, not but, like you know, America is. Yeah, but, but you know, their success is all despite the havoc that Nikolai and Elena Ceausescu caused on their own countrymen. So good for them. Good for them, honestly. They're not perfect, neither are we, but you know what? They're they're still scarred from this whole thing, and, and they're moving in... Donald in Trump good, told in, me in he was perfect, and I believe trajectory. him. So, uh, if, a, if America's so great, then how come it isn't the number one place where straight-to-red-box action movies get filmed? <laughs> mm, that good point. Point. that's true that's true good point just saying no so you know what's really crazy to me uh i'm just gonna be real for a hot second here please um but like my high school one of my high school gym teachers uh was a romanian guy uh mm-hmm. he was probably i would say in his 40s roughly yeah. and he wouldn't really talk much about the motherland right you know so like i was i was very much uh ignorant as to what the hell was was up with romania and with this guy i was like why the fuck uh, is this guy being a weirdo and how come he's teaching me how to dance in fucking that's in gym class this is odd <laughs> on, honestly, zach, honestly zach that's a uh, from from what i understand at least that's kind of par for the course for a lot of romanian expats and and really during this during like the late Ceausescu years and the years afterwards, Romania experienced a heightened level of younger people leaving the country. Again, sure. like not a lot of industry, not a lot of upward mobility. Uh, so a lot, a staggering amount of people left Romania, and they, they yeah, uh, were a lot like that. They didn't want to talk about what had happened. Well, um, the yeah. Arch Deluxe had just come out, and Fresh Prince of Bel Air was <laughs> uh, t- was stealing all of our hearts on the airwaves. And, uh, <sighs> I think it was just yeah. time to time to get to where the action was at. You know what I mean? Yeah, sure. But it's just it's just crazy to me though. Like uh, this this guy that was a, a teacher at at my high school that people were like kind of confused about and uh, concerned because of how odd he was perceived just no. because he was Romanian and didn't really want to go in depth with where he came uh, from and everything. And now, I, now yeah. I can, exactly. I can definitely understand asking. why. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. This, this high school was in, this was, this was in Beijing. Yeah. yeah that's what I thought. Yeah. That's, so, uh, you've been, you've a very interesting high school situation. Yeah. Uh, a, a, a Romanian expat talking trash about the Ceausescu's, in Beijing, yeah, would have been a tenuous thing to do. I think. I think mm-hmm. he was probably doing that out of self-preservation. 
Sure. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, they were part of the, they were communists. They were communists, you know? And so I, I, I could see why, I could see why he, he wouldn't do it. You know, he wouldn't talk about it, you know? Right. But you, you know, you know that look in people's eyes when like they've been and seen seen that serious shit. You, he had that fucking thousand yard stare that I was just like, dude, what? What is going yeah, I, on? Yeah, I know that man. thousand yard stare. I've had some friends who I don't. I'm not going to say the name. Used to drink, don't anymore. They had that thousand yard stare when they drank. Right, right. It's a war. it's a tragedy, uh, yes, but it's it a part of war. it's a part of the human experience as well. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I, it's sort of a pipe dream. But but I wish that that people were more comfortable in talking about it. Just so, yeah, we. As 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 a global society, could could make sense of these things when they rear their ugly head again, right? You know, so we can see it coming again in case that's, you know. I mean, that's why we at the show think history is so important. Is that? I yeah. mean, if you've listened to the show at this point, you get that we feel that ugly head is rearing again right now. I think so. Yeah, I, I mean, yep. Uh, if if you guys don't mind, I, I kind of like to talk about. Uh, I was in D.C. Uh, this last mm-hmm. weekend uh, for the protests. Uh, by coincidence, I was there yeah. for my uh, great my grandfather in law's funeral at the Arlington Cemetery, which was fascinating. Fascinating in itself. Absolutely, um, yeah. Absolutely, like that's an experience very few people uh, get to experience ever yeah to experience yeah. to use well, the same to word to be amongst the uh be amongst the resting corpses of a of of, <laughs> of hundreds of men better than you it yeah. has to be a rare experience <laughs> yeah but uh yeah my uh grandfather-in-law my my wife's grandfather who passed about a year ago um i'm, I'm talking purple heart silver star you know um He's buried in the Arlington Cemetery, and I got to experience that. In the same trip, I got to experience being part of a Black Lives Matter uh, protest. I was protesting in front of the White House. Uh, we There was a part where we were walking down, blocking a freeway uh, last Saturday, listening to them chanting, you know, say her name, Breonna Taylor, say his name, uh, George Floyd. Uh, vote him out of Black Lives Matter. It was really fascinating, and I remember the, when we walked down into that tunnel, into the freeway tunnel. I remember feeling for the first time that it was like, because I mean, I grew up through the George Bush administration, George W. Bush administration. I've always kind of, even Same. with even with uh, Obama, I'm like, we always had Republicans. Like, I've oh, never felt like we were winning. In that moment, was the first time. I felt like we might be winning. We could yeah, like like do this. like this 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 cause could actually and I think will that, actually make a difference. And and it, and it has. And it has. It has. And I think beyond that, I mean, I think whether it's black rights, gay rights, trans, whatever it is, all of this can connect to it and it's all everybody who is being subjected by just the white normality the 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 you know i wouldn't even call it normality because because well, that's what that, they want you know? it to be well, they want it yeah, to be normal I, yeah i i i would just say you know it's 
like a lot of things we talk about on this podcast is that, that there's a there's a group of people that are being oppressed, subjugated. Yeah, you know, uh, uh, that that are viewed differently, and, and that's not just, okay. I don't want to speak for people who have these experiences as a white person. I it was just nice to be like, hey, I'm here. I'm supporting you. You know, I right. I wanted uh, to, to be what a body you have to, to be say. a body to to yeah. take up space. You know what I mean? It, to, it to, felt like since because I feel George like that's what Floyd, our, that that's I mean, what that's what our role is in this uh, is to not is to not drown out uh, I mean, voices. My but, whole but, life, but I've to been be hearing, present and take up space. My whole life, I've been hearing about black people being killed by the police and being treated unfairly and my parents who I love to death really really pushed me to be they pushed non-racism on me they they I was born in Salt Lake City Utah and they were like hey just so you know there's people of another color you're not seeing them here but yeah. uh my parents who I appreciate to death I they taught me about racism and how fucked up it is no matter how much you're taught, and I'm not, I'm not trying to denigrate anything you're saying here, but, no. but I'm saying, like, no matter how much you're taught or how much you learn, uh, if you're white, you, you still have, you still have white privilege, and, yes. and you can't get rid of it, no. and it's something that you, you have to acknowledge, and if you, you, you can use it in the right way, but, but it's not, you know, it, it, it's not going anywhere, and you can't shed it. Just you know, for for any sort of reason, yeah. You know what I mean. I just feel like it, uh, it might be. Important no, I agree. To I think at the end of the day, it's we need to give certain voices uh, the ability to speak who maybe haven't had that ability. Well, yeah. and I, also Chris is leaving out the fact that while he was there, they actually did the ceremony where they uh, they take the president out of his cage, and he sees his shadow. And so we know we're gonna get at least more six more. We're gonna get at least six more months of authoritarianism. <laughs> um, yeah, I so, mean, I was there just a few days after he, uh, you know, tear gassed and uh, rubber bulleted uh, pe- a group of people in Lafayette Square so that he could stand in front of that fucking church and hold the Bible upside down. Yeah. And uh, yeah, hold, hold the Bible. The, it's one of the best examples of this guy. He just doesn't get what he's like. He's like these people like these people like religion, right? That's what I'll do. What a fucking yeah. moron! He doesn't believe in anything. Welcome to the Trump uh, cast, folks. Yeah, <laughs> I cannot stand him. Thank you for letting <laughs> me indulge in that. It was just it was a powerful moment for me to be part of that. Uh, yeah. Do do uh, are we all? Yeah, we <laughs> are the history boys. Sorry, uh, I got really real at the end there. There's uh, yeah. a reason why we call him Jerry Segways Nash. Um, mm-hmm. Because... Um, <laughs> I can't do it. Yeah, yeah anyway. We are the History Boys. Thank you guys so much for listening. I am Chris Whedon, History Boy. I'm, I'm Tyler Armitrout. I'm, I, if I was any more of a History Boy, I'd probably go blind. <laughs> <laughs> I'm uh, Zach Mech, and now I'm a bit of a hungry History Boy. Ooh, get some food, man. And I am Jerry. I am a History Boy. Thank you so much for listening. We we love our listeners so so much. Uh, there we we're, we're starting to get kind of a, a, a kind of a loyal fan base now. I, I see them all the time, and it's 
Oh boy, it, it really warms my heart. And I'm trying uh, to shake you. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> if uh, if you want to be a part of those people, well, you can you know like and follow us on the social medias, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Uh, you can interact with us there. You can send us an email at historyboyspodcast at gmail.com. Uh, and also, uh, if you wouldn't mind, uh, leave us a five-star review uh, because, boy, it helps us, you know. And uh, yeah, it's those reviews and those subscribe buttons that, uh, that really help us out. Anyway, thank you all again. It means a, a lot to me to put in a lot of work and have you guys listen and enjoy everything we do. So thank you so much. Love you. Bye.